So, it's a dangerous time after lunch, isn't it? But, <laughs> I, will not, I will not keep you long. Um, there are comfy chairs and sofas in the lounge, I just mentioned that. <laughs> as long as you save me one. Um, so, we come to the third uh, bit of input and our third song of the sense. When the Lord brought back the exiles of Zion, we thought we were dreaming. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, on our tongues songs of joy. Then the nations themselves said, what great deeds the Lord worked for them. What great deeds the Lord worked for us. Indeed, we were glad. Bring back our exiles, O Lord, as streams in the south. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. They go out, they go out full of tears, bearing seed for the sowing. They come back, they come back with a song, bearing their sheaves. So, making good the journey out of the labyrinth. I once visited a, an English cathedral, I won't say which one, um, but uh, they have a labyrinth, which is very nice. <coughs> and there was a notice up saying a little bit about the labyrinth and how to walk it, which is good. <laughs> but it said, you know, follow the path in, rest at the centre. And then it said, if you wish, because it's quite a small labyrinth, it said, if you wish, just step straight out. And I thought, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. The way out is just as important as the way in. Just as this afternoon is just as important as this morning. I remember going on a retreat and um, our guide saying on the last day, don't... I mean, you may be packing because, you know, you have to get out of your room and all that, but mentally, don't leave until the end. Because she said, often, God has the best gift to give right at the end. But if you're not present, you'll miss it. So there's still plenty of time for gifts this afternoon. After this, there's the reflection time our gathering, our liturgy, tea, the labyrinth. So, enjoy, be alert, wait for the gift. Sometimes, when you're walking a labyrinth, I've found anyway, you have your time at the centre and it's, it's wonderful. And then I've turned to go out, and it does feel a bit, oh, I've got to walk all that again. 
um, particularly if it's a big labyrinth. <laughs> and I, I have sometimes found myself tempted to speed up a little bit, whereas I've walked very slowly, very mindfully in. I'm, I have to hold myself back a bit. It can feel like, oh, I've done it now. I've done it. That was lovely. Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> because we know, having walked in, that it's quite a, it's going to be a complicated path out again. And uh, in the case of the, the Chartres Labyrinth and that particular shape, literally complicated, folded in on itself. And it can feel a bit of a, oh, couldn't it be simpler? I want to read you a quotation from Pope Francis uh, because it has that word complicated in it. And it, it's some, some words that have really spoken to me in recent years. And in my mind has, has connected with the, the image of the labyrinth and particularly that sharp, folded, complicated labyrinth. So, Pope Francis says, Sometimes we are tempted to be that kind of Christian who keeps the Lord's wounds at arm's length. Yet, Jesus wants us to touch human misery, to touch the suffering flesh of others. He hopes that we will stop looking for those personal or communal niches which shelter us from the maelstrom of human misfortune and instead enter into the reality of other people's lives and know the power of tenderness. Whenever we do so, our lives become wonderfully complicated and we experience intensely what it is to be a people, to be part of a people. That's from the joy of the gospel. Wonderfully complicated. Um, those words have been something of a, a touchstone for me in all sorts of ways in recent years. Wonderfully complicated. So yes, complicated and full of wonder. If we look, if we're prepared to look for wonder in the complicatedness, in the mess, in the tangle. So it might feel that when you do eventually go home from today and when you go back into your work, your ministry, that you're going to step back into something complicated. Or it might be that you're quite fired up by now, you're looking forward to getting back, getting stuck in again, getting your hands dirty. To quote Pope Francis again, um, talking to a group of lay ministers, he used the image of the heartbeat, the systole and diastole, 
that in a healthy heart is an ongoing rhythm. And he said that uh, is to be the rhythm of our heart as whatever it is we do, whatever it is that we're called to do, to be, in whatever way we're called to serve. So that we have that time of being with the Lord, being alone with God, those times, as, as Jesus said, of being in your room, shutting the door, being with God, and the times of going out, and that we need both for a healthy rhythm. So, how do we, how do we do that? How do we have that kind of rhythm in our lives? Well, one way is to schedule into the diary days like today, <coughs> longer times, residential retreats and so on, if that's possible. But for most of us, days like this, or especially longer times, are few and far between for all sorts of reasons. Time, money, commitments, and so on. Uh, so the gaps between coming away for a day, for a weekend, whatever, can be quite long. And that might result in a, in a kind of unhealthy heartbeat, as it were, to use Pope Francis's image. So what do we do? What can we do? Well, I, those, the, those who, who might know me um, will know that I can never get very far without talking about St Ignatius Loyola. Um, I've managed it up until after lunch. And <laughs> believe me, that's good going for me. I've, <laughs> I've spent the last, ooh, 20 plus years of my life being immersed in Ignatian spirituality and teaching it and giving the spiritual exercises and so on. Um, <clears throat> and it's, it's just so much been part of my formation. Well, St Ignatius is known for many things. Um, some people know him as the soldier saint. Um, some people think of Ignatian spirituality that above all it's about using the imagination and you know imaginative contemplation where you step into the gospel and you're there and yes that was something that Ignatius advocated he didn't invent it by the way but something he was very keen on but that's not that's not really the essence I think that's not the most important thing about him and about his spirituality <clears throat> His companion, Jerome Nadal, referred to Ignatius as the contemplative in action. It might be a phrase that you've heard. And that's really the heart, the heart of Ignatian spirituality. Because 
to cut a long story short, and don't worry, I am. One of the things that um, Ignatius was, uh, I was going to say famous, notorious rather for, and he ended up in front of the Spanish Inquisition more than once, was for advocating a spirituality for lay people, for women, for active people, for people in the world. So not just for monks and nuns and priests. Um, that was a bit, a bit radical in those days. And he modelled it himself. You probably know the, the stories of the, the, the first Jesuits were extremely active. But, as Nadal said, he was a contemplative in action, which meant that he would be busy, he would go out, he would minister, he would do all the things he did, and he would encourage his companions to go and do the same, involved in all sorts of um, outreach and charitable works in the poorest parts of Rome at the time. And he would also step back and reflect. And Nadal says that Ignatius had this uh, as such an art that at any moment he could tell you exactly where he was with God. Um, that must be wonderful. I'm not a saint, so I'm nowhere near there. But I can just glimpse that how wonderful that must be to be so in tune with God that you can go out there and be busy and step back. But it comes with, with practice. And to read something else to you. This is by Peter Hans Kolvenbach, who was the Superior General of the Jesuits. And he's talking about um, what Nadal said about Ignatius. And Nadal described it as a kind of circle, a cycle. So <coughs> we're back to circles, we're back to the labyrinth in a way. Um, and Kolvenbach says, keeping the image of the cycle one might say that in the spiritual progression of the apostolic life, in other words, the life of, of those of us who, who feel that God has called us to something, even if we're not quite sure what, um, and we're trying to live out that something. So in the spiritual progression of the apostolic life, the circle ceaselessly contracts until the two components, prayer and action mutually penetrate in a harmony by which our human activity becomes the activity of God within us. Our human activity becomes the activity of God within us. Wouldn't that be wonderful? to be so open to God, so <coughs> supple in God's hands, that God can work directly through us and we don't get in the way. 
I don't think, well, I'm certainly not there yet. But we can grow. We can grow in that ability to reflect. So, maybe at home, at work, in life, remember today, remember what it was like to bring your object and put it down. Later, there will be a chance to receive it back with a blessing. So reflect on that. What was that like for you? Think about that. And maybe there's a way, either physically with something or, or symbolically, somehow, you can take the odd moment to do that. At a coffee break, at lunchtime, at the end of the day, just to somehow put things down, step back. What's been the gift? What's been the challenge? What's God saying? What is God wanting to do in me and through me? Just in little ways that can become that cycle, that in and out of the labyrinth. Need only take a few minutes to keep that rhythm going between the bigger times, between the retreat days, between the times when you can put things down for a good long break. Pope Francis also talks about our being missionary disciples. And again, that's those two words together and he says it's not a choice, we're not called to be one or the other we're called to be both <coughs> and it always makes me think of, of Martha and Mary so the disciple sitting at Jesus' feet and the one who goes out and works for the kingdom in whatever way they're called missionary disciples in and out the heartbeat and God's going to have a unique way for each of us of doing and being that. So I'll just end with some words from another psalm as a reminder that actually in our action and our reflection, God is there. God is there in all things. Oh, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your face? If I climb the heavens, you are there. If I lie in the grave, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn or dwell at the sea's furthest end, even there your hand would lead me. Your right hand would hold me fast. If I say, let the darkness hide me and the light around me be night, even darkness is not dark to you. The night shall be as bright as day and darkness the same as the light. Those words are on your sheet, so 
You can take them with you and just notice the light changing from this winter afternoon. And remember, the, the night shall be as bright as day. <laughs>